We've been speaking about uh, Jesus is truth. I told Ed I we had planned on them singing for 30 minutes. I said, no, I want them to sing 40 minutes and then I'll just preach 20. And if you believe that, I'll give you a car when you leave. But anyway, <laughs> I've been talking about Jesus is truth. In a world of lies and deception, if we ever need to know and live and walk in the truth, it's now. You know what it says in John chapter 1? That Jesus is full of grace and truth. It says in John 1 that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. So we've been looking at simply in the Bible, the words of Jesus. Now, the entire Bible is inspired. This, is, this does not contain the word of God. It is the word of God. Every aspect of it is inspired, every word. But it's something about when I just read Jesus, about Jesus, listen to Jesus talking, and just say, man, I'm so glad John recorded that that Jesus said. And so we've been looking about the, the truth that Jesus said about every area of life. Do you realize that Jesus did not miss any area of life? We said, we've been, we talked about that Jesus is the truth about life. Jesus is the truth about heaven and about hell. Jesus is the truth about death and resurrection. You can just read his words. Jesus is the truth about relationships, how to get along with each other. Jesus is the truth uh, uh, in the way that he prayed for us in John 17. And then Jesus is the truth about the end of the age and the sign of his coming. This morning, we're going to look at two things that Jesus spoke clear truth about. Jesus is the truth about peace, and Jesus is the truth about joy. You know, Jesus had some very significant things to say about peace and about joy. Now, in, or, in order to understand peace and joy, you have to understand what we mean by happiness. Now, th that's a good word, happiness. But you know the only problem with happiness? It depends on what happens. If the right things happen, we are what? Happy. If the wrong things happen, we are unhappy. But you know, peace and joy is totally different from happiness. You know, God, God doesn't want you to be unhappy. He, he wants you to be happy. But that's not the bottom line because that can change in an instant. You can go from being happy and get a word and be unhappy. So he, got, he says, you've got to have something better than what depends on your circumstances and said, I, I want you to have peace and I want you to have joy. Well, let's talk about what Jesus had to say about peace. John 14, verse 26 is on the screen. And I want you to listen to what he said. Peace, I'll leave with you. My peace, 
My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You know, in that one verse, Jesus gives some awesome things about peace. You know, he was um, fixing to leave, and he told his disciples, you know, that uh, in verse uh, 26, he said, uh, uh, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to comfort you. But notice in this verse what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to go away, obviously. If he was going to leave them his peace with them, he was fixing to go back to be with his father. So he said, now, I'm not going to be with you in physical body, but I'm never going to be without, you're never going to be without my presence in the Holy Spirit. He said, but I want you to understand clearly, even though you won't be able to see me with your eyes, I want you to know one thing. I am leaving my peace with you. I'm leaving my peace to you. He said, I'm giving uh, my peace to you. And then he made a statement. He said, not as the world gives. Now, don't miss this. He said, the peace that I'm going to leave with you and the peace I'm going to give you, the world may try to imitate. The world may try to say you can get it in a pill or in a bottle. But he said, I want to tell you something. The peace that I'm leaving with you and the peace that I'm giving to you, you'll never get it from this world. This world cannot give you my peace. And this world cannot give you the peace that I am leaving with you. But then he went on to say something. You know, we said, well, Brother Fred, peace, a life without heartache. Peace, a life without trouble. Peace, a life without difficulty. No, he told you it wasn't going to be this way. He said, let not your heart, look at that verse. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. He knew that every one of us in this room was going to have a troubled heart. Oh, he knew that. And he knew that every one of us in this room at some time was going to be stalked by the gripping power of fear. He said, but let me tell you something. Because I'm leaving my peace with you, because I'm giving you my peace, don't you let trouble overcome you. You don't have to. You can have peace in the midst of trouble. And don't you let fear control your life because I'm giving you a peace that is greater than fear and will enable you to overcome it. What a promise from Jesus that he was giving us his peace. Now, you need to remember this, that peace comes from God. It comes from God. Joy is in God. Peace comes from God. All right, look at John 16. It'll go up on the screen. Verses 22, 32, and 33. And I want you to notice what Jesus said. You're fixing to be scattered abroad. Look what it says. Indeed, the hour is coming. Talking to his disciples and those there. And now has come that you will be scattered, each to his own, 
and you will leave me alone. And yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. Jesus was saying, you know, it's all, well, this really gripped me. It's, it's always good to have friends around you. It's always good to have a family around you. It's always good to have a, a loving, caring church that is your family. He said, but there comes a time that you're going to have to walk alone. Now, you're really not ever walking alone. But there's going to be a time when it just seems like it's just you. It's just you. That's not true. But it seems that way. He said, so you're going to be scattered alone. And each one is going to go to his own way. He said, but I want you to remember this. He says, go on to verse 33. He says, let me just read it from my verse. It's up there on the screen. He said, okay, I told you you were going to be scattered. There were going to be some times that you felt isolated or alone. But he said, I've told you that. Now listen to what he said. These things I have spoken to you, get this, that in me you might have peace. Now I want you to get two things, three things Jesus said. He says, I'm going to leave my peace with you. He says, I'm going to give my peace to you. But wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, in me, these things have I spoken to you that in me, oh, not in my circumstances, not when I'm going downhill and the wind is at my back, not when everybody's acclaiming me and blessing me, even in the most difficult times that I would ever face. He says, that in me, you might have peace. But then he says it again. You said, praise God, Brother Fred, I'm not going to have any trouble. Look at the rest of the verse. In the world, you will have tribulation. Has anybody in here ever had tribulation? Everybody. Is anybody going through tribulation now? Plenty of us. (laughs) He said, I've spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world, you will have difficulty, but be of good cheer. Hallelujah. I have overcome the world. Jesus is greater than anything you will ever face in your life. If he wouldn't, he wouldn't be God manifest in the flesh. He said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The amazing, wonderful peace that we find in Jesus Christ. There's nothing to compare with it. You know, uh, The key to peace is this. Peace comes from God. It is a gift of God. And it is found in Jesus Christ. But it comes from abiding in Christ. Now you can't follow Jesus afar off. You can't be a distant disciple of Jesus. A casual follower of Jesus. And then all of a sudden everything comes crashing in on you and all of a sudden you find yourself falling apart and you say what no no let me tell you something every day every day you need to surrender to Jesus every day you need to let Jesus be your Lord every day you need to talk to Jesus every day you need to let Jesus guide your steps you need to be in intimate fellowship with every day. And listen, as you walk with him, 
and abide in him, his presence in you, when the tribulation comes, when the trouble comes, when the fear comes, hey, it is the presence of Jesus in your life. Jesus is your peace. You know, I've had people tell me, somebody told me this recently, said I was fixing to go through this serious surgery. They were rolling me down the hallway to take me back to the operating room. Said somewhere down that hallway, the peace of Jesus came all over me. And I could not believe the peace that I had going in an operating room. Some time ago, I rarely ever, this rarely, rarely ever am a part of this, but I was with a family as a loved one was dying, the mother. And we were all in the room and we'd been singing and praying. And then she took her last breath. All of her children around her, but I'm going to tell you something. The peace of God filled that room. And I said, y'all know? Let me tell y'all something. The Prince of Peace is here. The Prince of Peace is in this room. Friend, you can't explain it, but praise God, you can experience it. And so it doesn't matter. The world didn't give it to you. The world can't take it away. It's that amazing peace. It's the peace of the presence of Jesus in your life. And it's awesome. But let me go on and say the second thing. I said I was only going to preach 20 minutes. I'll be through in five minutes. Let me tell you about this. It's joy. Now, let, let, let's talk about the difference between peace and joy. We know what peace is, but, but here it is. Uh, and, and the truth about joy is found in John chapter 15. I want you to look over there. It'll be on the screen. Verses 9 through 11. In John 15, 9 through 11, Jesus talks about uh, the fact that, about joy. L- look at verse um, Verse 9 of John 15, he says, My father, as my father loved me, I have also loved you. Now, would you let that sink in for a minute? You know what Jesus just said? (laughs) Do you know what he just said? Just as my father loved me, that's the way I love you. The father loved Jesus with a perfect love, perfect love, the perfect love. Jesus said, just, I want you to get this now. Just as my father loved me, that's the way I love you with a perfect love. And then he goes on and says, as you follow on in John 15, and you go on to verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Now, that verse always troubled me because you've got to understand. It's almost like Jesus saying, if you obey me, I will love you. That is not what he is saying. That is not what he's saying. He said, if you abide in my love, if you you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. All right, let me just give you an example. 
So you've got a child. Now you love your child. And you love that child unconditionally. When he comes home with a good report card, you love him. When he comes home with a bad report card, you love him. When he obeys you, man, you love him. When he disobeys you, you love him. But as you obey him, he's able just to pour out blessings on you and pour out love on you. But when he disobeys you, instead of you you love him just as much as you ever did, but you're not able to pour out your love upon him. Because what you do, instead of just blessing him with, with, with the manifestation of your love, you say to him, son, now you know I love you, but you've disobeyed me. And I, I would love to do this for you, but, but I can't do that because of your disobedience. So abiding in the love of Christ means that we live a life of obedience. And he is able, because of that, to pour out his love. He loves us unconditionally, but he's able to pour out his love upon us. Okay, read on in that. It says, if, about abiding in my love. He says, if you abide in my love. Then look at verse 15, 11. This is a verse I want you to see. These things have I spoken to you that my joy. He taught, now, let me tell you what he's just spoken to you about. I love you like the Father loved me. Wow. He said, if you abide in my love, you just keep walking to where I can. I want to bless you. If you abide in my love, he said, I'm going to be able to bless you abundantly. If you don't obey, then I'll have to correct you. But then he says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. He said, I love you like my father loves me. All I want you to do is walk with me, listen to me and obey me. And he said, I'm telling you, my joy, my joy is going to remain in you. You're going to have my joy remaining in you. And I tell you what's going to happen. Your joy is going to be full. Now, I, I, you get to thinking a little bit about joy. Peace is from Jesus and it's in Jesus. But joy is just in the Lord. Joy is in God. He said, my joy and your joy. You know, Jesus, look over to John 16, verses 20 and 22. I want to show you this. This is very important. He talks about joy and sorrow. All right? In John 16, verse 20, listen to what Jesus says. He says here in John 16, 20, most assuredly, I say to you, the world will weep and lament. You know what he was talking about? The cross. He says, I am fixing to die on the cross and you're going to weep and you're going to lament. You're not going to understand it. You're going to cry. You're going to be confused. You may even be angry. He said, I say to you, the world will weep and lament, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. The the scribes, the Pharisees, the Roman soldiers, they'll mock me and rejoice because there I am, the one who said I'm the son of God, hanging on a cruel, rugged cross, dying. They've won. 
He said, you're going to be weeping and lamenting and the world's going to be rejoicing. He goes on. He says, but the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful. You'll be sorrowful. Here it is. But your sorrow will be turned into joy. Look at verse 22. He said, I'm going to rise again. Therefore, in verse 22 of John 16, you now have sorrow, but glory to God. I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. You know what he said? They're going to nail me to a cross. You're going to cry and weep and be sorrowful, but soon I'm going to rise from the dead, and your sorrow is going to be turned to joy, and says, Therefore, you, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And they saw him again and said, and your heart will rejoice and your joy will be, and your joy, no one, no one will be able to take away from you. I'll tell you one thing. If you're a child of God, Jesus Christ lives in your heart. I want to tell you, yes, we lamented and wept when Jesus died on the cross Bearing our sins, it breaks our heart over our sin. But I want to tell you, God raised him from the dead, and he's alive this morning, and our, our sorrow has been turned to joy. Joy to the world. Jesus is alive. Amen. Man, I get discouraged. I say, I'll tell you one thing. It's all going to be over anyway, and one day, Jesus, I'm going to see face to face. Hallelujah, it'll be worth it all. Your joy, your sorrow will be turned to joy. See, our joy is in God. Our peace comes from God and the presence of Jesus in our life. But our joy is in God himself. How many times does the Bible say, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. Don't say rejoice in your circumstances. Don't say rejoice in your pocketbook. Rejoice. The Bible says over and over again, do what? Rejoice in the That's exactly right. Our joy is in the presence and the reality of Jesus Christ and the reality of God. Hey, listen. This morning, we rejoice because Jesus is our Savior. We rejoice because Jesus is our Lord. We rejoice because Galatians 2.20 is true. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ lives in me. We rejoice because Jesus answers our prayers. We because, rejoice because the Spirit of God directs our steps. We rejoice because nothing can ever separate us from the love of Christ. We rejoice in the Lord. And I'm telling you, when you rejoice in who God is and what God is to you and who you are to him. You know what Nehemiah says? The joy of the Lord is my strength. How do you get the strength to go on when you don't feel like going on? When everything in you says give up. When everything in you says quit. When everything in you says it won't work. Everything in you says you're just a second class Christian. God doesn't treat you like he does other people. You know, God's not going to really do what he said. That's a lie. Let me tell you something. What you do when you're at your lowest point, you start rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. Let me read you two verses. 
I want to tell you, Jesus is our peace and Jesus is our joy. But I read these two verses and I just, just almost shouted. I may shout now, but anyway, it's just, it's just real good. In Isaiah 51, verse 11, I want you to listen to what it said. We're the ransom. We were ransomed and paid for by the blood of Jesus. Isaiah 51, 11, the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. Woo! I'll cause you to shout. We're going to return to Zion with joy and singing. But Isaiah 61 even gets better. I want you to listen to this. Isaiah 61 and it's in verse, um, verse 10. Look at it. It should be on the screen. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with the garment of salvation. And he has covered me with a robe of righteousness. Amen. Woo! Can I read that one more time? I'm just getting blessed reading it. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. You know, I know what it is to have heartache. You know what it is to have heartache. We all know what it is to have pain. We all know what it is to be disappointed. We all know what it is to walk down roads we wish we hadn't walked. And write pages we wish we hadn't written. But thank God for forgiveness. But so whatever you've been through and whatever you're going through, just remember, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Not in my circumstances. My soul will be joyful in my God. He has clothed me with the garment of salvation and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Praise his name.